Hello and welcome to the Good Finds podcast brought to you by Gumtree, the place that has been making good finds happen for over 20 years. I'm Rachel Paris, star of Stage, Screen and Podcast. This podcast to be exact. But Rachel, what's the podcast about and why hasn't it already won multiple awards? Well, firstly, thank you. We're very proud of the first 20 seconds and do agree it should be award winning by now. But there is a lot of politics in this game. The Good Finds podcast is the new show which puts celebrities in the hot seat as they reveal the truth behind some of the most unbelievable headlines. And not just headlines, we've delved into social media and even Wikipedia. You name it, we've searched it. Each episode, a guest will be put on the spot as they have to provide honest answers to scintillating stories that have circulated through their career in the public eye. Anything from the absurd to the hilarious to the downright ridiculous, as we unearth and discover that good find fact. That's right, much like a private detective with nothing to lose, I'm determined to get to the bottom of questions such as, is Scarlett Moffat actually up for dating ghosts? And if so, who is she going to call? <laughs> Just a joke there, it is a comedy podcast. Coming up over the series, we have guests from the world of comedy, entertainment, drag and even Marcus Brigstock, my actual husband. Correct at the time of recording. And make sure you subscribe wherever you get your podcasts from. Oh, and definitely leave us a review, but only if it's five stars. Thank you so much. On today's episode, we have a brilliant actress, comedian, writer and presenter. She's appeared on QI. Mock the Week, Would I Lie to You? She's hosted Live at the Apollo and her new book, My Child and Other Mistakes, is out in July. I am, of course, talking about the wonderful Ellie Taylor. Hi, Ellie. That was a nice little intro. Thank it was, you. wasn't it? It's because yeah. we're actually friends. Well, are we, Rachel? Oh, come on. Go on then. Oh, come on. I've been auditioning to be your friend for years. <laughs> we'll be discussing modelling, wasps and cheating on your husband, or as I'd call it, the perfect summer's evening. <laughs> <laughs> so, listeners of the Good Finds podcast, let's meet the fabulous Ellie Taylor. Hello, Ellie Taylor. Hello, well, Rachel. <laughs> welcome to the Good Finds podcast. Thank you so much for having me. What a treat to be in a booth with you. Isn't it? I mean, I like hanging out with you anyway, but hanging out with you professionally, oh God. It's the little sheen on the top, isn't it? And oh. headphones and everything. Yes, yes, mate. Mic shield so we don't pop. <laughs> Can't do it even if I tried. <laughs> nothing, nothing is happening. So, Ellie, obviously we've worked together on The Mash Report. Mm. Now seems like as good a time as any to bitch about our colleagues. Oh, yeah, sure. Who do you want to start with? Uh, Nish Kumar seems like a good start. Oh, dreadful man. Awful. Vicious. Uh, never says please or thank you. No, very, very cruel, uh, very violent. Never seen him wash his hands. No, exactly. Oh, Terrible about that. Also, I've heard um, that he said some very mean things about David Attenborough. Yes, I have heard that any national treasure... He is jealous. ...is bringing them down. Absolutely. That's it. That's why he's got into the media yep. to try and bring down David Attenborough. Sends hate mail to Mary Berry. Oh, for God's sake. Mm. So on brand for him. Yeah. Catherine Bohart. Dreadful woman. Mm. Very, Very awfully untalented. Mean-spirited. Yes, yes. Mm. Unkind. Very unkind. And not a real redhead. <laughs> I love that that's the cruelest thing I can think of to say. And it's not true. <laughs> Not even true. Oh, dear. Um, Ellie, you've written your first book this year, My Child and Other Mistakes. Yeah. Um, what's it like, sort of Lord of the Rings type thing? Very much like that, yeah. Um, but through the narrative of me having a child. Ah. Yes. Um, yes, yeah, sadly, there's no, like, Gollum or rings 
involved. Is it, I suppose there's a bit of a correlation between Gollum and some children. My yes, my child can be like that sort of with her. For instance, Weetabix <laughs> cannot get near it. Thanks, Does she um, really like Weetabix? Oh, she's freaking mad for cereal. I like Weetabix, but I, I didn't know children would go. For she it. likes all cereal, Rachel. She likes her preferred breakfast. Will be probably four to five different cereals mixed in, <laughs> with exact ratios needing to be adhered to. Oh boy, do I know it! <laughs> Do you know what's funny is I've got teenage stepchildren. I like that the obsession with eating mostly cereal is for toddlers and teenagers. Oh, is it? Does, mm, it, stra- does it straddle that? Oh, yeah. Lovely. You're like, oh, you're having a bowl of cereal five minutes before evening dinner. Great. <laughs> evening dinner, is that what you call it? <laughs> I thought I'd go for that. Just, uh, to, be, just to be clear. Before supper. <laughs> Let me ask you this. Are you an expert at finding good deals on the internet? No. N- not at all? No, not really. I think... Um, I used to be uh, like when I was uh, when I was sort of still working in my desk job. When I was younger, basically, and I didn't have as much money, I blooming loved a bargain, mm. like a two for one dinner dinner voucher. Oh, oh yeah, a coupon. Yeah, you love a coupon. Brilliant. I do love. Um, I like saving points on things. That's quite good. <laughs> and yeah, when you get like a voucher off for something, um, have you got the cards to a lot of shops? Oh yeah, yeah, I love that. I think one of the like the the thing I knew where it was serious with my husband was when I made sure that we had a joint nectar card account. Oh wow! It was linked, boy. That is love. Yeah, very much. Um, but yeah, not so much now actually. Although I, I am trying to get into more sort of secondhand stuff, which um, links nicely to commentary. Come yeah. on, professional. <laughs> um, but that kind of thing where I don't want to buy just more new things that will um, end up in landfill, especially for my kid. Actually, I'm really trying to find second-handy things because it's better for everyone. Stuff that, like, an internet provider might send to you in the post and package it in a box, in a box, surrounded by packaging in a bigger box. Yeah, and then it won't fit or something like that. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm an eco-warrior, basically. <laughs> yeah, you're, a, you're an absolute hero. <laughs> Environmental hero, Ellie Taylor. And one final question. Are you ready for your first Good Find headline? Yes, please. Good. It was rhetorical, but I'm glad you are. Warning, the next part of the show may contain wasps. Just the mention of them, though. We're not releasing wasps into your home, obviously. Imagine that, though. The power of podcasts. Can we look into that for series two? No? No, he's shaking his head again. Okay, here we go. Ellie Taylor, I believe you said, I have the maternal instincts of a pitta bread. I'm not interested in babies at all. Babies, to me, are like wasps. Pointless, irritating, and even one can ruin a picnic. (laughs) I stand by that sentiment. <laughs> and that joke's a bloody good joke. Um, it is a really good joke. But it is tr- it's true. Before I had a child, I really wasn't interested in children. Didn't mm. really want them before I got pregnant. It was just sort of something I thought I should probably try and have a go at. I remember us chatting about yeah. it, yeah, yeah, before you got pregnant and you were like pretty ambiv. Yeah, very ambiv, actually. Mm. Um, but then, yeah, just sort of got swept up in it. I got caught up in the bloody propaganda <laughs> and I've ended up with one and I'm trapped now, aren't I? Yeah, um, you cannot give her away. No, I can't. I've tried. <laughs> um, yeah, but I mean, that links in with what my book's around, basically, which is about I didn't want a kid, but then ended up having one. And I think um, I try to be I try to be really honest in my parenting, my mm-hmm. kind of parenting, actually, Rachel. It's important. I think it's really important to just show people it's not always easy. You've got to set an example of honesty. I do. I mean, I know I'm like an incredible woman. I look amazing all the time. Yeah. Uh, but I actually am vulnerable. Yeah. I'm, you know, I'm multifaceted. <laughs> um, yeah, because a lot of the time it's dog shit. 
No, I'm talking to, I'm very aware I'm talking to a heavily pregnant woman right now. Yeah, for the, for the viewers at home, I'm about a month and a half off popping one out as well. Yeah. So it's nice to hear the realities of it. Yeah, well, you're like 16 months pregnant right now. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so uh, as I say this, yeah, it is awful, but there are lovely bits. But um, yeah, they, they are very tricky. But I think that's what's so nice because you've got a lot of uh, followers on Instagram and you, I think in my mind, you were one of the first people to really leap on stories as like a sort of new way of like showing your life in a really funny way. You're so good at them. I'm quite jealous. Like as a showbiz person, I'm like, I can't, I can never think of anything funny. You've just got, virtually overthinking it. I mean, I can, I can say, I don't know, I barely think about what I post It's so funny. (laughs) It's so funny what you do. And like, I think on Instagram, what people love is like, how truthful you are about your life and about being especially about being a mum yeah I think if you can find the silliness within being a parent I think that's the thing like sort of being able to oh my god I'm about to go deep strap do in. it let's do uh, it to allow yourself to still be a child yourself do you know what I mean to yeah. find the playful element of having a child I think um prevents me from going mad with it so I I'd recommend that just if you can be silly about your child being awful there's one silly thing that i've like got on the list that i'm going to do which is finding small wigs to put on your baby i think that's an exceptional idea and i support <laughs> you in all your endeavors I mean, please do that whenever i see people doing that i'm like that is funnier than any stand-up set i've ever seen oh my god yeah one of my friends um had her little girl just got obsessed with a wig during lockdown and would go everywhere and it was like this really matted long ginger thing she oh, looked gross. like mick hutton it was all like and she would go everywhere in it and it really cheered me up and then i put up on Instagram stories actually and then the nation went wild <laughs> they, they yeah, loved it. it yeah they did they lapped it up the next part of the show just to be clear mentions bras which is a bit sexy but it also mentions dressing gowns so I think that probably evens, evens it out, out a little yeah. bit I, have, yeah. I feel like having um, spent uh, a lot of time doing online shows while being pregnant and yeah. getting increasingly pregnant which is how pregnancy works oh. um my boobs have featured in more and more in my stand-up right. because I find them fascinating. <laughs> like I've I've gone from like a D to a G cup and not in like a, people are like, oh, it's a bit sexy talk. And it's like, no, it's not. No, it's no. not actually, it's not sexy. It's like they're heavy yeah. and painful <laughs> and so too weird. big to fit in most clothes. And they do, we don't need them yet. They're not needed yet. Why are they so big now? They, I don't know. I think they're like Amdram performers. Like, I'm ready! <laughs> And like when I went to try and buy some bras that fit me and I was like, all of these are A to D cup. And I was looking all over the department and all of the like plus size, like the other sizes yeah. for the other women where you have to go and seek it out to in go- the dark and it's barely lit. And they're like, these are for you. These are the G units. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Let's move straight on with our next good find. It is... Her modelling career doing campaigns for Matalan dressing gowns and Asda bras. Let's talk about that. So not the first time I've said this to you, Ali. Let's start with your bras and your dressing gowns. Um, Tell me about modelling. Have you met Naomi Campbell? Uh, No, we must have missed each other while we were doing our work for Matalan. One in, one out. Yeah, it's how they work. Um, Yeah, I was a model for a bit during uni and after uni. I was the worst model in all history. <laughs> I am very um, gangly, but obviously, you know, models tend to be tall, but I'm tall, but I have no grace with it. I am all sort of <laughs> Mr. Tickle, arms and legs. Um, so um, just dreadful. I, I can't pose. I still can't pose now. 
What um, did you do with your face? Well, this is the thing. I remember I would just often pull... Because I, I have a very elastic face, which is great for comedy. Yeah. And I'm very kind of physical in my performance. And I'm a very expressive face. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But in modelling, not not needed. Do you have to Turn do... It down. Like blue steel? Um, well, I was very sort of commercial, which mm-hmm. is sort of catalogues and, you know, dressing gowns. So I was allowed to do nice cheesy smiles. That's oh, what, that's that, nice. That was where I sort of peaked. I was never like the, the sexy girl, like yeah. smoking a cigarette. Yeah. You were that doing like me. a smile that says, I'm comfortable in these slacks. Yeah, exactly. What a go anywhere dress. That was <laughs> the kind of vibe that I gave out. But um, yeah, I was rubbish. It was it was interesting to do modelling just to sort of um, witness it and witness the weird things and the weird jobs that I went for and the weird jobs I ended up doing. But um, it was, I think what I learned was that I like I like being the centre of attention, but I want it to be about me, not for like, I don't want to be in the centre of attention, but it's about the skirt. Do you know what I mean? It's like, I'm up, I'm up here. And I've got some things to say. So I think um, that's why I, that's why I sort of... I made the natural shift from modelling to comedy. <laughs> <laughs> I find that quite interesting. Quite a lot of uh, comics and performers that we know there's something in us that is very happy in the limelight and we want some attention and we're very comfortable you know, being looked at and listened to and everything. And sometimes we just haven't found it yet in our early careers. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Everyone's got this interesting early bit where they're... I did like... You know, like terrible burlesque. Did for a you? Bit. Did you do burlesque? Yeah, but really badly, <laughs> really badly. What was your shtick? It, well, this is the thing. Like, I was, I was twenty-one, and it was just for the Edinburgh Fringe, and like, I was like, not feminist enough to not take my clothes off, but too feminist to take all of them off. So I come in and like, and I was so conscious about my body, which is, you know, not the point of burlesque. I'd wear those tights that like had support built in all the way up. Did you have a burlesque name? Yeah, I did, but I honestly can't, I can't remember what it is. Oh, Rachel. I'm going to have to find out. This is comedy gold. <laughs> I'm going to find that out. That's amazing. I think it's interesting what you say about... um like you know you want to show off yeah I think what I've realized it's only in the last few years where I am I feel like oh it's you're allowed to want to show off that's not a bad thing do you yeah. know what I mean because when you're a kid it's always like, stop showing off yeah but no do you know you're allowed to say you like attention that's fine uh that's an acceptable part of your and personality it's good that some people do like it otherwise you wouldn't have any entertainment yes exactly how were the Asda bras the Asda bras were um, well, I remembered fit, like uh, shooting it in a place in Glasgow, and it's very cold. <laughs> That's a cold and place to do bra yeah. modelling. And I think I got there, and I didn't realise it was underwear um, initially, and um, so I had to quickly ask for a razor to sort yeah. some things down. Yeah, uh, and uh, then I'd sort of yeah be standing in these bras, and there was sort of this very like nice middle aged. Glaswegian bloke who'd have to sort of sit by my crotch with a uh, reflector to make sure <laughs> that I was lit correct. And we'd sort of have these lovely conversations where he was like knee height to my vagina. Um, and it was, uh, yeah, it was funny old times. But it was I was also at uni and was like, oh God, I've got to do a pants shoot tomorrow. I can't have kebab tonight. Like, it was, it was a funny old time. <laughs> I love the idea of that man being like, there's a shadow on her inner thigh. Yeah, yeah. Get rid of it. Get rid of it. <laughs> Warning, the next part of the show contains a woman talking about her sex life. I mean, what? How dare she? What happened to the good old days? Absolutely disgusting. Are you happy to carry on, Ellie? Yeah, is it my sex life or Brilliant. yours? Okay. I think it's yours. Oh, God. I like this one. Let's talk about this. You said, I wish I'd slept with more people. Not my words, the words of Essex Live. 
Oh, yes. So not to sound like a therapist, but let's try and unpack this. So this feels like an auntie would say this to you on your Hindu. Right. So, do, do you feel like that? Is that something you don't remember saying or... No, do you I feel that remember saying that. Yeah, I, I did a whole stand-up um, tour about it and I happily stick by that fact. So, um, yeah, I, I'm married now. So, all being well, best case scenario, um, I will die and I will never have sex with another person. And that's what sounds sad. <laughs> have you... How many... Oh, no, it's very personal. How many people have you slept with? Six and a half. Yeah, I think you should have slept with more people. Right. <laughs> and I, that's why I think I'm going to tell my daughter, don't don't save it. It's not special. No. Give it out. Go for your blooming life. Because once you're, you're tied down, yeah. then that's it. Share it around. Share it around. Also, you never know, really, do you, who that last person is going to be when it stops. Like, no. I don't mean, I mean, like, you, you fall in love and you're like, I think this is the one. But, you know, you never quite know when that's going to happen. And you're yeah. like, oh, I'll never sleep with another person. Yeah, it's it's sad. I think I've slept with too many. Oh, how many? 30 plus? Yeah, around that. Oh, that's that's an excellent effort. Around that, yeah. Because I think if you're at that point and you're now married... Yeah. Um, ...and he has impregnated you, well done. Yeah. You just ha- you can't have regrets now, I imagine. I'm projecting onto you. But I think if I had 30 under my belt, I'd be like, yeah, I've done. I've seen the world. I've lived a life. <laughs> but six and a half, I mean, I've, I've barely opened the front door. <laughs> Yeah, I do. I feel, yeah, I feel like I feel like there's a sweet spot. It depends, doesn't it, like who you sleep with and what it's like. Yeah, yeah. But, but like, I feel like I'm happy with my number, but a few of those I'm like, I could have been better. Right, right, right. Fair <laughs> enough, fair enough. And I don't blame them. Yeah. I, you know, I blame myself. Okay. <laughs> take responsibility. You've got to take responsibility. Warning, this next section contains discussions about jobs. So if you hate yours, Soz, I am sorry, um, become a podcast host. It's so easy. I'm doing this wearing pyjamas. Here's your next good find headline. When asked what job she would choose if she had to choose just one job for the rest of her life, Ellie Taylor, you said, I'd pick the best paid one so I could get the kitchen island I dream of. Oh. <laughs> I really, I really understand that. I understand that more as I've got older. Yeah, for sure. Um, I wonder what the best paid job in the world is, like per per minute. What Jeff you... Bezos? Oh yeah, yeah. He's done okay, I hear. He's done pretty well. So we just have to follow in his footsteps. It's not hard. I think it's fine. Easy peasy. He's going into space now. Oh, well done him. Yeah, but he's got a kitchen island in space, probably. <laughs> On the Crikey. space station. Um, yeah, I um, yeah. As I've got older, I like nicer things. Mm. But I think that's how it's meant to go, isn't it? Yeah, it's interesting. I think the 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 nice things that you want become like more domesticated. Oh yeah, for like sure. Like more home attached. Yeah, me and my husband are getting so excited at the moment because we're we're looking at buying a um an integrated like gardening system that will have a battery operated oh. lawnmower and what he calls because he's Australian a whipper snipper. Which I would call a strimmer, but whippersnipper is great fun. He calls it a whippersnipper. A whippersnipper. I love that. Oh, do you know what he calls a um a slide? I find this hilarious. What? Australians called slides in a playground a slippery dip. 
What? <laughs> They've got such better words. Oh, they're fun. They you are. You want fun. a little go on the slippery dip? Slippery dip. It sounds rude. It does sound rude. But then he hears like British words and goes like, "What?" Like I said, I'm, I'm from a place near Billericay, and he's like, "Oh, sorry, what?" Like, <laughs> you've got like Willamaloo. Like you can't go <laughs> me about Billericay. <laughs> to be fair, I've always thought Billericay doesn't sound like where it is. Billericay sounds like it's in, you know. Timbuktu or somewhere. Right. I thought Timbuktu was in um, Africa for ages. I actually don't know where Timbuktu you know, is. As I say that, I think it is in Africa, so I'm correct. <laughs> well, um... Oh, it's Morocco. Well done. We're clever. <laughs> Smashed it. Great chat. Geography Great gold. Chat. Lovely. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I got very excited uh, to find out that my husband owns a... What's it got? Pressure washer? Oh, we've got one of those. Oh, oh apps. The God. most satisfying thing. They are, there are clips on YouTube. They're just like compilation reels of people cleaning really filthy patios. Yeah, I've seen oh. one of other, I think there's a guy who's got like a million followers on TikTok who is just videos of him with a pressure washer washing dirty swimming pools. Oh, oh, oh that is so satisfying. It hits the spot, doesn't it? Like, Blasting the moss out of a crevice. <laughs> Do it in slow mo. Yes, please. Uh, that is a euphemism. <laughs> Ellie Taylor, thank you so much for joining me on Good Finds. I hope you've enjoyed being able to put the record straight. I feel like I've got so many ghosts out of my closet or whatever the phrase is. Skeletons. There That's we go. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> and please come back soon, but only after you've caused a massive diplomatic incident and we can quote the corresponding headline. Um, is there anything else you would like to plug? New range of dressing gowns or anything like that? Uh, no, but that's a great idea and I will look into that. <laughs> Ellie, thank you. Thank you, Rachel. If you've enjoyed the show, let us know. You can follow me, Rachel Paris, on social media. Unsurprisingly, at Rachel Paris on Twitter and Rachel SV Paris on Instagram. I'm not on MySpace anymore, sorry. And you should also follow at Gumtree on Twitter and at Gumtree UK on Instagram. We're also not on MySpace. Sorry, MySpace Tom. And that's it for this episode of the Good Finds podcast, brought to you by Gumtree, the place that's been making good finds happen for over 20 years. Let us know what good finds you found using hashtag goodfind. Huge thanks to my guest, Ellie Taylor. I've been Rachel Paris. Join us next time.